ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shabiro. I've now added myself. <laughs> the show is off to a great start, I'll tell you that. You cannot tell me that you get too old. Sandra Golden. You created, sell one of your children. It's not a big deal. Hey, Rusty Menzel. Everybody's trying to be dads and businessmen. And Drew Butler. And now that she just won album of the year last night, see if you can parlay that with some Travis Kelsey magic on Sunday. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Tuesday morning on the Steakhouse. This is the fastest two hours in radio. My name is Steak Shapiro. That's Sandra Golden. So many nice folks yesterday wondering where we were. You screwed up our routine. We miss you guys. (laughs) Not that there wasn't a great job filling in. Who was filling in for us yesterday? Uh, over the course of the two hours. So, Fricky, well, great job, John Fricky, but we love hearing that folks missed us and they only get us for four days this week. Yes. So um, we got a lot to get to over the course of the next two hours. And over the course of the week, the first weekend post-football. So um, for sports talk radio shows and guys and ladies who just count on the NFL to deliver all their content, you're going to have to search elsewhere. Not a problem for us. It's nice to see you, Sandra. How Thank are you? Thank you so much. Had a great, great weekend. We went up to the Highlands, I was telling you. What a great time to go. Now, I didn't realize this, but a lot of it's shut down because it's cold. But it was perfect for husband. What do you mean husband. shut down? Uh, restaurants are closed. Shops are closed. So it's like everything's a, closed. Probably like a two-month, three-month Yeah, month they're stretch. like, we'll see you mid-March or so, which I totally get. But in my eyes, it was perfect time to go. We had a lot of good food, good rest. It was great. Enjoyed yeah, it's, it. a, it's a beautiful part of the country and a beautiful drive oh it's just so unique you Mm -hmm. drive up those 13 miles Mm -hmm. um where by the way a lot of great golf courses and waterfalls and and great places on the way up you can stop but then you get to this incredible town the top of a mountain highland charming little little town yeah i became very very close with the folks who run old edwards inn because they were big atlanta eats listeners shout out to richard delaney and company so they invited us up for a weekend probably eight, ten years ago to go see Old Edwards Inn, and we've probably been there ten times since. So it's a very, very cool spot. What did you do on your actual birthday? That was Sunday. Sunday we went uh, shopping all through the town, got up and had an awesome breakfast and had a good supper, but a whole lot of nothing. Slept in and watched CBS Sunday morning, talked to my sweet mom. Yeah, I was going to say, your mom was at the first what was the first birthday call or text that you got? From mom. From mom. From my mom. But Not a lot surprised. of friends and everybody reached out. I got off Facebook. So, you know, usually Facebook that day and Facebook, you just hear from a ton of yeah, people. Yeah, that gets overwhelming. And then you have so to go sweet. through, do I need to respond to everybody? Do I give them a little check, a heart or something? Yeah. But I got a lot of nice texts. You sent one. You're, I was texting with baby Sophie because she and I are birthday twins. Yes. So it was great. Yeah, it was nice <clears> to have my daughter came What'd you do? Yeah, birthday. three day. What'd y'all do? Uh, what did I do? Where was... Uh, Kimberly was in Nashville for a few days with NOLA. Mm-hmm. They had something going on. So maybe took a little tour of Vanderbilt, uh, by the way, as What'd well. What'd she say? She said Nashville's awesome. So um, What about Vanderbilt, though? Because mixed reviews when you go on that campus, by the way. Because the nicest thing there is the baseball stadium. I'm not kidding. It is. That football is not even existent there. God bless them. She said, uh, listen, Vanderbilt's an incredible school. Mm-hmm. Academically incredible, everything else. I don't know. It it uh, it's a little more northeast in terms of their mindset and their politics and leaning into um, a lot of that. 
a lot of the Ivy League mentality, but that was the first reaction I heard, right? From your daughter? Yeah, from my daughter, wow. from the tour. If, uh, Again, if you were to who... ask her today, right now, where does she want to go? If she had her druthers, any school in the country. Well, let's just say that her initials so, Tulane. set, that up, would be set up pretty well for her. That's or, so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. or George, listen, daddy'd be happy at Georgia. She'd be thrilled. Listen, they're all amazing schools. Getting into any of them would be awesome. Going to a Georgia school with the Hope and the Zell would be great, too. So we just, you know, I'm not one of those, like, there's so many great schools in the South. There's so many great schools in Georgia. Um, she's looking in the Northeast as well. So we're, we're grateful for however it plays out. Is she out. trying to get into the prestige that is happening in God's country down there at Florida State? Well, she's it's a quite, dancer. got quite the ba- I'm not even kidding. They're arts. No, it's the number school. one dance school for, mm-hmm. for her. I know. I didn't want to brag. But no, I mean, <laughs> You know, it is I think what you it need is. to. Yeah, we need. I didn't to. want to shame her. She didn't get in because I understand. Now, it's a lot. It's, I mean, that academia. Listen, she has to there. be realistic about That's where. That's true. Choose she Vanderbilt. You're right. Go for the young, the other schools. Vanderbilt. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I was. She was out of town. I went to Clemson on Saturday. Two of my. This is and this is a. I've talked about this a bunch. It's a phenomenon, man. I told you everybody in the Northeast wants to come south. So my two best friends, one lives in uh, Boston. One lives in Summit, New Jersey. Both of their kids go to Clemson, right? And um, they just worked it out to be like, hey, let's go down for a Clemson game together. And uh, they brought all their kids. uh, Everybody convened at Clemson. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to come see you guys. So I spent a whole day at the Clemson campus and went out at Clemson and went to the basketball game. So that was fun. Great to see just uh, the energy of a college campus Right smack in the middle of, you know, mm-hmm. February. Like a nondescript weekend. That's What's so it like? Crazy. So we'll talk about that later in yeah. things I learned over the weekend. We'll do some of that. Uh, otherwise, kind of a sleepy sports weekend as we had anticipated, especially with the race getting washed out until yesterday, right? I'm I'm actually think it was a silver, you know, kind of a blessing in disguise because had they tried to squeeze it in on Sunday, it was gonna be a wet Kind of yucky night. And it turned out to be Wow, right. Chamber of Commerce Day. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. 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 On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. It was an unbelievable race. And I'm hoping, Steak, that folks that watched Full Speed, the NASCAR kind of docu-series that was on Netflix, and they took, I want to say, seven, eight drivers. Random Seven, eight drivers in terms of William Byron was one of the drivers. Uh, Ross Chastain, uh, Ryan Blaney, who won last year, Denny Hamlin. It was a little bit of superstars, a little bit of, oh, who are the up-and-comers? Well, can I tell you, William Byron was one of the drivers they focused on, and he wins this doggone race. And I think I mentioned it's so cool to learn. William yeah. Byron learned in his driveway on a sim- excuse me basement in a, on a simulator. He's a computer You mentioned that guy. last week. I, yeah. I am— I was very close to leaning all the way into the NASCAR uh, series. If I hadn't gone out, away out of town, that was basically my plan. It was kind of like, just sit back and let's watch four or five of these episodes. Yeah. Ended up going out of town, as I mentioned. But I'm very much looking forward. Listen, as, as long as you give me great storytelling and I can learn more about these drivers and care more, just like the F1 series, yep, yep. just like the golf and the tennis series, just like the uh, Patriots series that's going on, just give me great storytelling and I'm all in. Kevin Harvick joined the booth as well with uh, Clint Boyer. So those tandem is up there with Mike Joy. And that's an also an awesome addition. And they took you in the car. So lap 192 
When I tell you a massive crash, lap 192, there's only 200 laps. So you're near the end there. They took you inside of nine different cars when they collided and how it affects the driver to the tune of one wrist gets snapped and what happens and what the positions are and their heads headpieces go up. Fascinating stuff. They have never done that kind of stuff before. So I, I appreciate you. Let me just kind of brag on it a little bit. And by the way, they are racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway Sunday. So if you're kind of getting into it, it's very affordable to go down, spend the day. They'll let you bring a cooler in, bring your kids. You will have a blast. So there you go. There was 30 seconds on the clock. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta Motor Speedway, again, one of the fastest, most exciting tracks. They've done a great job with it. And uh, it's the kind of a perfect sports weekend time of year for them. Oh, my goodness. That they're not really competing. I mean, literally, th- this is a perfect time for yeah. Atlanta to showcase themselves and the sport brave spring training it's the first full squad workout today and as i told you most everybody was there last week and then a few yesterday i think ozuna was the last of your top you know nine in the lineup getting there but the story yesterday was spencer strider throwing bp and has added a curveball y'all i cannot hit curveball yeah (laughs) well well you won't be able to if it is as nasty as folks are saying because when you bring that kind of heat and you have off-speed pitches like he has in his repertoire. Um, that's how Spencer Strider ends up making a serious run at the Cy Young this year. It's going to be sure. sick. Yeah, Saturday is the first spring training game, 105 in Tampa against the Rays. The NBA will go back to work really as a, as a whole on Thursday. The Hawks aren't back till Friday. They will host the Raptors if you want to go down there. But the All-Star game was all the talk for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean, All-Star weekend, we have a whole segment on that later. Is it broken, really? And... Um, and again, a lot of vitriol. Stephen A. Smith has a rant against the current NBA players. And, and listen, I, I think you're, what's the term? Shouting to the, uh, howling to the Preaching moon. Preaching to the choir? No, howling to the moon. Oh, Preaching. howling, yeah. Yeah, just like, that, that's nice that you're frustrated that it doesn't mean more to these players. But, like, it just doesn't. So, like, you wait, it's a waste of energy. I think what's disappointing is that the dunk contest was as lame as it was and some of the other things. The best moment, you said it. Was, oh, my God, was Steph and Sabrina going at it with the three-pointers, and uh, yeah, that what was did, something. What did Kenny Smith say that he took all that heat when he was talking? When He he should. He was saying that she should have been at the, the three-point line from the women. Like, he made no sense at all. What was he talking Dude, about? I don't think he meant it. I think I, he it came off really bad. I think he was trying to say for a to give her the win. I think he was trying to be generous. He didn't need that. But he didn't need to say yeah. it. She was awesome. Yeah, she did that, a great that job. That was amazing. That was a great testament to two, you know, to both leagues, really. I mean, I thought so. Anyway, yeah, but that shouldn't be the highlight of All-Star Weekend at all. That no, should not be the highlight. My issue is it's something that I think can be corrected, and, and uh, Data, our producer, brought it up, too. It seems really unorganized between the dunks yeah all of that is a hot mess and it's really you have to be like short attention span theater for most of us who's in it i mean look who's in it these are these guys aren't even playing in the league and jalen brown who does now i know why stars don't want to be in there i mean that was embarrassing as a a guy that's a huge jalen brown fan i was like bro that's the best you can do. And then time management was horrible, too. Like, I was on the couch struggling. I felt like it was like 10, 10.30 before they got that thing cranking. Yeah, I agree. 
It's a little bit broken. For they sure. just get a, a, a like a C for a C on average, maybe a C plus. Yeah, Trey no. Young, though, runner up in the three point contest. I thought he was super engaged with fans. If you saw him, he shoot. Uh, some fan held out a hundred dollar bill to Trey. Said, if you can nail it from here, I'll give you this hundred dollar bill. Stands. Shot in his hands. In his hands. And he's and he's like, okay. And he's way back in the stands and nailed it and turns around and does the shiver. Took yeah, that somebody 100. forgot to tell Doc Rivers Trey was actually on the team, right? Yeah, he played like the least was... of any player, just 14 minutes, and didn't get in until, like, I was playing the Where's, Where's Trey Young, too, especially when I saw it on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that's not, that's not what he wants is to be an afterthought on All-Star Weekend at all, and that's exactly what he was other than playing pretty well in the three-point contest. And last, this is some just tragic news. As Spalding head football coach Carl Kearney Jr. confesses, to murdering his girlfriend in Maryland. Ridiculous. Crazy story. He was and the winner of the Georgia High School Football Daily's Class 4A Coaches Award, most improved winning team in Class 4A, both the 21 and the 23 seasons. Just a tragedy. You never know what is going on in someone's mind and behind the scenes, and like that's the least likely guy that you think would be in that kind of situation. So horrible story. Horrible story. When we come back... Um, I think from a radio entertainment perspective, you're going to enjoy this next segment. I asked the question, has the transfer portal tortured one of the all-time great coaches in history? I don't think I've heard a coach say this about his team ever, let alone a team that could be in the NCAA tournament. Wait till you hear this when we come back. Crazy sound coming from the podium. Steak and Sandra, it's the Steakhouse. more of the steakhouse cool yes 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 on sports radio 92.9 the game 922 the fastest two hours two hours, two hours. in radio nine o'clock hour brought to you by advanced hair restoration one day treatment life-changing results advancedhair.com um follow us on social media preview the show certain mornings we got all kinds of uh, fun stuff to look at at Sports Sandra, at Steak Shapiro. Um, Day Day's got at uh, The Real. At D. D. Lewis, Lewis for, for real. real. And Garrett, what's your uh, Twitter? At GChapATL. There you go. Keep it simple. Follow us out there. I think I sent a tweet on President's Day just to kind of mess with people. And, not, like, I didn't give it a lot of thought. I named, like, here are 10 presidents that I either respected or thought they seemed like good guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it had to be my lifetime. So somebody, of course, berated me. They didn't say Abraham Lincoln, right, or FDR. So I was like, Jay, That's weird somebody had a reaction yeah, on I know, Twitter especially to me controversial. That is so So I was like, like the Bushes, I like Bill Clinton, Obama did some good things, Ronald Reagan was great, oh, you're not allowed JFK. To do that. Oh, no, no, uh, you can't like, do that. So, mm-hmm. People are just what like are you, crazy? losing their. So I didn't say Biden or Trump. I didn't what? say either. Oh right. So so that just that just opened up a can of worms. And I just thought it would be funny because because, you know, the conservatives and the liberals, they can't deal with the, the fact I had both parties in there. Yeah, you can't do that. So I threw that out on a president. Say, normally, the last thing you're going to get is a lot of politics. So let me remind you, normally you'll get like last night. I had this big fancy dinner out last night because my best friend is in town with his daughter. And I was like, okay, let's go to two places that are super bougie. We went to Umi for appetizers and Chops for dinner. I know, a little obnoxious, over the top for a Monday night. So that's normally what you'll see. Like I just showed Day uh, Day, Day my order 
at the steakhouse. How strong an order was that? Man, right? that was that was solid, bro. Yeah. That was uh, <laughs> out of, on a scale of one to ten, easily a ten plus. Yeah. So that's I'm gonna do more of that. Good, you should. Then talk about Reaganomics is yeah, what I'm trying don't, to tell you. Please so, don't post about the president. Yes. Yeah, so I did that on President's Day. Are you a sushi? I I think I've been out with you a million times. I've never seen you once order sushi. Well, we don't go to sushi restaurants. Yeah, I'm a big sushi fan. Oh. Are you? No. Yeah, that's why it's bait. But why would we be out at a sushi place if you don't eat We've sushi? We've definitely been at places where they serve sushi yeah. and you haven't ordered it. So the I only place I would go to a non-sushi place and order sushi would be Houston's up here on Peachtree, mm-hmm. which is gave a phenomenal job with their sushi there. But mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, um, when in Rome, you know, that's the uh, expression. So a mm-hmm. um, couple of things I wanted to get to. Sandra brought this to my – I don't know how I missed this, but I guess I was oh, – No, this is so in your wheelhouse. So Rick Pitino – <laughs> We're talking about sports documentaries, okay? Let's just talk about Rick Pitino would make one of the great sports documentaries. The guy is something else. Mm-hmm. Top of his profession, national titles, revered, then disgraced with his behavior at Louisville. Numerous uh, incidences. Not only that, he impregnated... Um, uh, he impregnated... A woman who went on to become married to a guy on his coaching staff, and he helped fund her abortion, and that became or not that. Sorry, not the abortion. Then they had the kid. I got it. It was so sordid. The Patino story. Actually, did she didn't have the kid, but he ended up being with her. That was a big scandal. Remember, he had sex with her at an Italian restaurant. Listen, talk it about sounds a like a bad episode of Sopranos. Talk about scenes from an Italian restaurant. He gave you one, he sure Billy did. Joel style. Then, of course, the scandal with strippers on campus at Louisville. Then he loses his gig. Then he goes to Iona. Now he has one last chance to be in the big uh, time, if you want to call St. John's basketball big time. He started out the year eight and two. Been terrible since twelve and four. Twelve and four. Big sorry. wins. Villanova. They beat Utah. They beat. They okay. were impressive. Yes. They were talking about them. Fifteen por- portal guys. He essentially says, "It was Deion Sanders style." He rolls into St. John's and goes, "You guys are adorable, <laughs> but you're all gone." And he goes and grabs essentially fifteen portal guys, and uh, so he is an unbelievably controversial figure in college basketball. That's what he is, right? You don't coach Louisville. And Kentucky, right? Right. You don't you don't have the scandals he's had and survive and keep coaching unless you're Rick Pitino. He's got the famous quote in Boston where he coached the Celtics miserably and he had the famous Larry Bird's not walking through that door. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. But rating the Celtics fans that like, you better get a grip, bro. <laughs> like we're not good anymore, and that's just how it is. So they lose to who the other day? This is on Saturday, I guess. Oh, my it is, goodness right? gracious. They had a 19-point lead. And they blow the game. That's exactly right. Seton Hall. Okay, lose to Seton Hall. So here he is. 68-62 at home. Here's what he says about his team and coaching St. John's. I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in next week. Uh, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even even the Celtics when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. <laughs> this has been the most unenjoyable experience since uh... I've been coaching. I mean, how does a parent 
of those kids on the team sort through that? How do his players sort through that, uh-huh. right? Yep, yep. Other than the fact they can't move laterally. I think that's the theme, right? They can't move laterally. Can't do it laterally. So, like, that's just not acceptable. Like, you put this team together with 15 kids that don't know each other. You threw them together. You thought you could contend in the Big East where UConn is just the king, right? And there's some other great programs in the Big East. And he literally says, this has been the most unenjoyable mm. experience. Imagine- oh, he doesn't stop. There's more. You should play the rest of it. All right, so okay. here's more Rick Pitino's mm-hmm. same press conference. No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. <laughs> Just thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even thinking of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game and the next game and the next game, and that's it. Fini- uh, just try to get as many wins as you possibly can and represent St. John's in the best fashion you can. So they asked him, "Do you are you having second thoughts about taking this yes. job? And he said, no, not at all. But yesterday, a Newsday reporter had a chance to, like, do you want to clarify what you said? So he said in a very monotone voice, I'm fine with what I said. So he's not backing down. He is really ticked off. The most unenjoyable experience. Imagine um, in any profession, let's take ours, Sandra was interviewed for an article about radio, mm-hmm. and someone <laughs> asked her about the new show she's on, and she just was like, yeah, it's one of the most unenjoyable um, moments I've ever had. Like, yeah. how does that leave the rest of your teammates or the Say people you you're mentoring? Say you can't move laterally. Yeah. Say they cannot go laterally. This has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had. Yeah. I Eric, mean, not moving laterally. Listen. I don't think they move well laterally. Yes, no, <laughs> yes, they're not moving laterally. That's a funny line. It's hysterical. <laughs> um, I don't. You know, uh. I, I just he he's a lot of things there. He's the get off my lawn guy that's in his mid to late seventies, right? That that can't deal. Well, with, I I believe when you the older that you get, the less you care less, about what you say. Right, you're not putting up with anything. Your level of tolerance, and he's probably he's like I am having an absolute terrible time. <laughs> terrible time. Like, let me just say this if I'm the chancellor of St. John's or whoever it is that hired him. Like, bro, you are so lucky that you were, you know, taken out of relative obscurity at Iona and have another big-time job where you're playing your games at Madison Square Garden. Right. We took a chance on a guy that scandals are next-level stuff, right? Right. And you got to go out and tell everybody how unenjoyable – Essentially, these kids have been because really what you're saying is these kids are really, you know, I can't I'm move over laterally. Right? I think that's what he's trying to tell you. Is I mean, the movement that is lateral is not happening. I got to tell so. you, uh, whatever the Italian expression is, oh, <laughs> you got some, uh, you got some uh, cojones, right? Like you're, you're slow laterally. You're, you're literally <laughs> that. That is your angle. St. John's right now, one of the first four out of the NCAA tournament. If you're wondering, I think Georgetown. Is got one win maybe in the Big East. They're horrendous. Um, but anyways, I I just thought, man, you know, coaches and their arrogance, you know. It never ceases to amaze. Yep. I'm telling you. And the you. older they get, the more they want it to go. It's not going back to the way it was. The portal is here. The NIL is here. They're not going to put up with, you know. But he was like that before this. I mean, the, being invincible, he, yes. he has won. 
He has won the court of public opinion. He has worn, He's landed a better job. No doubt. He's I paid up. a lot of money. Oh, my God. I paid so a lot money. of money to be in that situation. Yeah. So, anyways, classic old school right there. Most unenjoyable of my career. When we come back. We're going to move laterally is what we're going to we do. Need, yeah, we need to move laterally. We definitely need to. Um, why is Brock Bowers' stock falling? And why are the NFL teams that are going to pass on him making an enormous mistake? We'll also talk about how many SEC teams are making the tournament. I know who's not making the tournament, unfortunately. I know there are nine teams that may make it in the SEC, but I know one who ain't. We'll talk about that. Some college sports, that's what we do on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. In honor of Black Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 941 Sports Radio 929 the game. She said I seen you in here before. Steak Shapiro, Sandra Golden. Thanks so much for being with us on a Tuesday on the number one sports talk radio station in the southeast. And uh hoping you uh, had a nice president's day. A lot of folks off yesterday. We were nice enough to get Love the it. whole day off as well. And a short work week, so uh, thanks for spending some time with us. 9 o'clock hours brought to you Advanced Hair Restoration, one-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. We'll get to college. Uh, we'll get to college football news coming up, including Brock Bowers' conversation. Braves officially first workout. Right, Full squad. Uh, it'll be Brian Snicker doing his State of the Union, probably happening at 9 o'clock, about 40 minutes ago. And then, let's go. Yeah, I mean, um, I think for Braves fans, there's something I will tell you about losing the way they did the last two years to the Phillies. We hate them. Having the regular seasons that we had, they were awesome. Way better than the World Series regular season. Um, but the vitriol, Sandra, would be so loud and so frustrating and so agitated if they had not won the World Series they had. And I try to explain oh, to sure. people, once you get a World Series, we're in a city where the Atlanta Falcons have been here for 60 years, and they've been to two Super Bowls that ended horribly. The Atlanta Hawks have been here for 60 years almost. They haven't sniffed a final. I understand a few years ago the Bucks deal, but whatever. Like, you know. Bucks without Giannis was your best chance, and that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And really, that was a fluke. It looks like more than anything. Like, you know, we, we can't even imagine holding the Lombardi Trophy or the NBA title, whatever it is. Like, that's all you ask for is just give us one. Let's just start with that. Just give us one. I'd argue it's why the vitriol around the Atlanta United of late is, is, is tame. Because of the dream years that we had with Joseph Martinez, because we won it all. Won it all yeah. And once you win it all, the benefit of the doubt is what happens with fans. So now what happens for the Braves, there is a level of, of buy-in and grace you give them, even though you, you lost two years in a row in just horrible fashion to the Phillies, right? You ain't kidding. Um, but, but, like, once you win a title recently – all is like, okay, we're just going to enjoy the next five months. Like, we're going to enjoy the hell out of this lineup. We're going to enjoy the hell out of the new players that we have. 
We're going to enjoy the hell out of our rivalries with the Phillies and the Mets and the Dodgers. And now, you know, Arizona is a, is a factor. And all. Like, we're just going to enjoy it. And we're not talking or, or caught up in how it ended. And, you know, the Hawks don't get that benefit of a doubt. Yeah, I love the narrative with the Braves and the players saying it's World Series or bust. And it's if the fans, if you were to be true to yourself, that's how we feel too. We right. fully expect to be there. We should not be losing in division series. By the way, sidebar, did you see what the Phillies did inside their locker room? So they redid, like, the, you know, painting of the walls as you're walking in their building and stuff. So along the wall, they chose to put up the series of pictures of Bryce Harper staring down Orlando Arcia from last year. Remember Orlando said in the locker room, well, Clubhouse wasn't supposed to, add a boy. Do you remember yeah. that? Add a boy, Harper, yeah, after Harper. the stuff happened with um, Money Mike. So, yeah, that they're, the Braves yeah, are living in their mind, apparently. He gets so. doubled up in game two, doubled off Bryce Harper. That's in a right. Game we were about to blow that game That's also. Right. Um, and and the, the, the lack of retaliation, retribution, moxie in that situation is. So, yeah. The, the, in the locker room. I'll, I'll tweet this out at Sports Sandra if you haven't seen it. It's the ultimate punk move. He just runs right by Arcia, just like, how do you like that? So, but it's also why you asked him, buy or sell? Should Bryce Harper get plunked? Or something. By Chris Sale, I would like series. for him to. By the way, sidebar two. Chris Sale, I didn't know much about. You likely did, being his up in Boston. He is like alpha male in that room already. Yeah. If you go back and, by the way, everything's on YouTube, you guys, and Bally Sports on their Twitter is doing such a great job of just rolling. CJ Nikowski is my new favorite guy uh, when he's interviewing Tyler Matzik, and you learn what those, that necklace is around his neck and what it means. Very funny. Not going to talk about it on the radio. But it's all just great, great content. Grant McCauley, our beat reporter from 92.9 The Game, is down there now. Follow him. He's coming out with daily news and notes. He's on the field right now. Yeah, there's just such a buy-in of going to enjoy the five months of baseball. And, again, the Hawks and the Falcons, you haven't earned your grace. You're 100% right. And and you have to deliver. And you know the Braves are going to – listen, the Dodgers absolutely could be epic this year, right? And for the next few years, God knows they spent enough on it. But but like we, we're just going to enjoy knowing that we are one of the five teams in baseball that most people think can win a World Absolutely. Series. And then it starts flowing and starts feeling good. Yeah, I love it. And that's what we're hoping for, for sure. It's time to tailgate. No, we tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Going back to November of last season when the first of the NFL mock drafts come out, Brock Bowers was projected five. Mel Kuyper had him at five. Nick Bumgarner had him at six. We started, I know you gave me the side eye the other day. I'm like, yeah, I didn't dream that. That actually is happening. Well, if you take a look at the mock drafts now, he is falling, or is he? CBS Sports' Tom Fornelli has him at 10, going to the Jets. Matt Miller of ESPN, 14 to the Saints. Shout out Todd Graffinini, who sent that to you and I a couple of weeks ago. The Colts getting him at 15, Seattle at 16, Bengals at 18. He's so the not mo- going to be there at 18. Can you imagine? At 16. I mean, did they watch Brock Bowers as a freshman, was maybe their best player on their national title team? As a freshman, have you watched this guy block? Do you understand that he is all about football? Like, that's all he 
lives and breathes. Saturday Down South is intimating that this could be a Kyle Pitts kind of trickle-down effect. Yeah, backlash, right? Of don't take a tight end so high. I don't care if he is a unicorn player, which y'all talked about with Kyle Pitts. Um, Or is it that he was a little banged up? Or is it just basically a need? I will be shocked if he's sitting there at 7 and the Titans don't take him, as he already said he wanted to go to the Titans. Do you think that's too far-fetched? No, not at all. I think I think Brock Bowers is as close to a sure thing as I've ever seen in the NFL draft. Right. I think exactly he is right. close. I just pulled, you know, I'm just r- grabbing random mock yep. drafts. Mm-hmm. I got him here at five going to the Chargers, um, you know, and then uh, I, I think the Jets would be crazy to pass on him. To have Aaron Rodgers have a rookie tight end of his talent. The Jets are all in, but I, I, I understand they are saying, you know, tight end, you can't take him at that spot. They haven't watched Brock Bowers in college. He is, again, in, in my humble opinion, where I get this microphone, as close to a short thing as I've seen. And you can't say that about any quarterback. How do I know that about the quarterbacks? Because 50% of the time, the top five drafted quarterbacks, one of them is going to be a total bust. So It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And we're talking about the SEC going to a nine-game schedule. So your Texas Athletic Director, Crystal Conti, was uh, talking to a town hall event in Austin over the weekend. And I don't know whether he let this slip, but he actually said it with quite the authority. We have eight-game schedule right now. We're working on going to a nine-game schedule, but we have a ways to go with that. I would say this year we have an eight-game schedule. Then we'll look at going into a nine in 2026. Yeah. 2026. You, you talk about the gauntlet, right? You talk about keeping up with the Joneses. For those SEC programs to now know that you know the middling programs – or, right. Uh, listen, just take the Arkansas. Or forget about the Vanderbilts of the world, right? Take Arkansas, and I'd argue South Carolina, Mississippi State. Like, you got to add another SEC game that could be Georgia or Bama or Texas or Oklahoma or Florida, whatever. Just keep adding more LSU. God bless, man. That is the gauntlet, the SEC. So good. And and stack them up. Uh, real quick, I want to talk to you about Brian McClendon leaving Georgia to go be the receivers coach down at Tampa. And what a big hit this is. Rusty, tomorrow, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about this. He was the, the lead recruiting dog in that building for sure and what he's able to do. Kirby Smith trying to keep it all together, man. Trying to keep his kids there in the portal. Trying to keep his coaches um, from from exiting. You know, I do think the head coaching job in college, if you're not at a top program, see Boston College, they lose their head coach to the NFL. But I don't know that assistants are as affected by the NLI and portal. I just think for some guys, quality of life in the NFL just is probably better. And at some point, you got to scratch that itch of being in the league. And that's what Brian McClendon did. In he was case. making 705000 at Georgia. So good for him. That's what you want to do. I quickly want to get to this because this was kind of a cool story for you and I when we met Amir Abdul-Rahim who was at Kennesaw State and really was our bright spot when it came to the tournament. If you'll remember, y'all will remember he came in and then soon enough after he got recruited to go to South Florida to coach. Yeah, he was uh, co-host a few times and he's incredibly engaging. Mm -hmm. Um, he, He told us in the break about the Cal job that they had reached out to him. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, Sandra, remember how he said he's not going anywhere? He's going, not to Cal, but to— They were 14 and 18 last year, the Bulls, down in South Florida. They fired their coach, enter Amir Abdur-Rahim. They are on an 11-game win streak. They are 19-5 and overall. They lead the uh, American Athletic Conference. They're 12-1 and in conference. And absolutely, um, I only— That's that's, that's 
Memphis Girl, conference, right? I'm telling you. So my friend J.P. Peterson from Tampa, which we have him on a Peterson. lot, he was at the game on Saturday, standing room only, sold out, energetic. That was their 11th win in a row. So you want to talk about does can a, t- a coach make a difference? 1,000%. 1,000%. I'm so happy for him. That is uh, impressive, to say the least, right? Yeah. So, do you want me to bring up Georgia and Georgia Tech? So, Georgia loses to Florida 88-82 on Saturday. They're at Vanderbilt tomorrow night. Georgia Tech actually won. They beat Syracuse a 65-60 Saturday. They will play. Uh, Clemson is coming to McCamish. They're 11-15 overall, 4-11 in the ACC. Georgia's lost six in a row. Georgia's women were beating South Carolina at the half. I we know. do give them some love. Do you know that there were 2-9 and nine in the league going yeah. into that game? Yeah. Georgia women, 2-9 and nine in the league, on the road, nationally televised on ABC and ESPN, nationally televised. I turn it on, I'm like, Georgia's up by nine in the third quarter. 35-28 was the halftime score. They eventually lose to South Carolina, which is now 25-0. and By the way, you bring wow. up a great point about what a coach can do. Brian, Brian Gregory is the guy he replaced. Remember Brian Gregory, who got pushed out before Josh Pastner? And he Georgia got pushed Tech. out. Yeah. So... Totally different deal at South Florida. We should get him on just because he's just such a great, great guy. 12 and 1 in the league. So, by the way, don't get comfortable down in South Florida in Tampa. If he's able to turn that program right there. uh, Hello, ACC. Hello, SEC. And uh, Georgia, uh, the SEC, by the way, Joe Lenardi has nine teams in from the SEC. The Bulldogs, who have lost six in a row. They led Florida at halftime by six. They just got stomped in the second half. It has really been bad for Mike White. I mean, whatever positivity and roses we were tossing to him, that's all out the window. Georgia basketball, if they're paying those kids through the NIL, they ain't earning their keep, I'll tell you that much. When Pay we, them more. Yeah. Uh, really? I think maybe it's they're going to be looking for work next year because that's what it is. It's, it's like a job. NBA All-Star Weekend, is it broken and does it need to be fixed? Also, the disrespect for Trey Young continues. Steak and Sandra, Sports Radio 929. Sports Radio 929, the game. Steak Shapiro, Sandra Golden. The fastest two hours in radio. Two hours. Sit back and enjoy the 10 o'clock hours brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. Dot com. Thanks for spending time with us on uh, what was, I don't know, kind of a sleepy sports weekend. The race gets rained out on uh, Daytona on Sunday. It goes Monday and goes Monday well. Monday at 4 o'clock. It was a phenomenal race. Uh, everything they did was great. A bunch of those young stars, if you've been paying attention, paying attention there was a lap, uh, 192, a massive, massive um, crash. And 18 cars are out. Boom. Chase Elliott, by the way, he was running in the top six right before that crash. They kind of reconvene afterwards. He's still up front. And then he ends up finishing, I believe, 14th. But he had a good car. Joey Logano, the big villain, was running, dominating that race. He's eliminated in that crash. So it was just everything you want. Um, If you're a NASCAR fan, we need for those, like, the young stars, the young guns to be up front. And this William Byron in the 24 car, you guys, go read up on him. He is, they call him Boring Byron. And Jeff Gordon handpicked him to drive that 24. And it is fascinating what he's doing. Yeah, the NASCAR series on Netflix, obviously doing a lot. It's really good. For uh, mm-hmm. building the hype. 
Um, we'll talk NBA All-Star Weekend a little bit. And things I learned coming up. The NH- Everybody's dying. The I have one on Twitter to ask you about uh, the Patriot series. The, We're going to do that in things the I learned. Dynasty. Yes. I've watched episode one, and I've watched episode two, and I have some thoughts because I am a – one thing I, I do – know a lot about is sports documentaries. I'm obsessed with filmmaking and in general, I'm watching all the Oscar movies. I love sports documentaries, watch numerous. I have a thought on the filmmaking and the storytelling in the dynasty. We'll talk about that. I also spent the weekend at Clemson for a day. So any Clemson alum, I will give you my honest thoughts about going to a game at Little John Coliseum my first time. And I just mentioned why the National Hockey League seems to get it when it comes to not only their all-star weekend, but those stadium games which were highlighted over the weekend. They're real smart. End of football, slow sports weekend. Baseball hasn't started. NBA All-Star, we'll talk about that in a second. So they they uh, they had an opportunity to win this weekend, and they did. Also, happy birthday to Sandy. Thank you so had much. Had her birthday on Sunday, same as the baby Sophie, who had a, a birthday, big birthday in Athens. So, uh, a lot to celebrate. Did y'all go to Athens to celebrate with her, or what no, happened? She came, she came home. home. Great, great. What'd you get her? Could, what was the uh, big? Did she get a present? Well, now, these when days? you say what did I get her, that's interesting. No, no. no what did she get? We is, get. <laughs> I don't know. Kimberly went out and did. I got credit for. I think she's going to her first. She calls it Lottie, Fort Lauderdale for spring break. All of Georgia's. So she got her like bathing suit, cover up, something like that for Lottie. Did you? Have you ever heard that? That's what they call it now. Oh yeah, we're going to Lottie. That's Fort Lauderdale. I had to give her the spring break speech. I said, listen, young lady, let me talk to you about spring break for a second. I'd love to hear this. (laughs) Whatever you may have heard when you sit with my buddy Teplo and Dino and Dogsy about my antics, that is not a factor. You you make sure you stay with your girlfriends. You behave yourself. I know you're going down a lottie. Are they going as a sorority? Uh, A lot of girls from her sorority. Okay, so she's... Dude, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I mean... I mean, whatever. It's, it's the rite of passage, right? Rite of passage. You gotta go. And yeah, she's, you gotta do it. Yeah. She's living her best life. Good for her. All right. Here's who not is who's not living. How old is she, by the way? She's 19. Unbelievable. Um, wow. And you were with me. We were working the, the day she was born. Famous Sophie story. Then we'll move on. Was the Dick Vitale shout out? It's true. Dick Vitale doing the game. Hey, I want to say uh, happy birthday to the baby Sophie born <laughs> last night. I hope you get your mother's looks. Aww. Congratulations to Steak Shapiro. Had a baby. I said Tech was playing Duke. Vitale was doing the game. He's been a, a friend for a long time. Business, you know. Uh, sure. And sure. and I got the shout out of which, of course, I don't have copy of. But it was a, it was a nice moment. So nice. The Dick Vitale shout out. Yeah. Here's what wasn't so nice. Um, all-star game, arguably all-star weekend to a degree. And here's Stephen A. Smith, who is over watching those high-priced multi-millionaires honestly not really care. What transpired last night was an absolute travesty. Nearly 400 points were scored. (laughs) No defense, no effort whatsoever. This is the ultimate indictment against the NBA stars who show up on NBA All-Star Weekend. You play harder in the summer league when you're training. If you want to show such a flagrant disregard for the fans, for the audience, knowing that the product that you're putting out there is trash from the All-Stars, I'm talking about superstars on the court together, all right, going up against one another, and you don't care to compete, why should we watch? 
I, I will say, as an enormous basketball fan, that that product of the actual All-Star game is one of the least compelling sporting events that I've seen. Right. Like, literally, other than saying, oh, there's Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic and, and there's uh, Jason Tatum and, and, and Trey Young, although he barely even gets to play, thanks to Doc Rivers, and there's Giannis. I, like, it's nice to see them all in one place with a ball in their hands. That game is an absolute joke. I mean, they could not care less. The NBA is the greatest job on planet Earth. You get guaranteed deals as a mid-level player. You're making 15 to 20 a year. I'm talking about mid-level players signing 70, 80 million dollar deals. Yeah. And you're trying to say that half a million bucks or whatever they pay the winner. They did the draft thing with LeBron and Durant drafting or whoever drafted. That didn't work. I didn't understand who what who was on what team. Now they went back to Eastern versus Western Conference. Back in the day, and I, you know, when I was growing up, and for a while, it's like, okay, here's the East. Isaiah is playing with Michael, is playing with Larry, is playing with, um, I don't know, let's take those three, right? Um, and then on the West, it's Drexler and Magic and Kareem and jo- uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone going up against Charles Barkley. And, they, like, and by the fourth quarter, Sandra, they're playing. They're right. playing to win. Right. Right. They're playing for the pride of the East versus the West. Celtics-Lakers was a real thing. So, like, Eastern-West, you know, you, you, you didn't want to lose the All-Star game. And, I mean, they could care less. Is it also, though, do we manage what – what are you expecting Nothing. to see? Nothing. And, 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 and you know – It's these, almost like the Globetrotters. Don't we want to just see the scoring? Like, and, okay, 397? Like, they okay. threw Adam Silver a bone by letting um, the midseason tournament matter, mm-hmm. right? Like, LeBron got all into it. The Pacers went there. The Vegas thing worked. Like we said, LeBron, like Adam Silver, that was his baby. Right. He threw the league as a league partner, as a player, a huge bone. You know, LeBron saying how much he wanted to win it, how great it was. The ratings were up. The courts looked cool. Right. They're not playing with They're not playing with their partner in this. Like Adam Silver, you're adorable, but we are not going to play hard just because, you know, it's good for the brand or whatever. That's not why we're here. We're here to, to, to F around. And you know what? They're so big. on the Twitters, they were saying after that game, and he was making the trophy presentation, that he was ticked off. Adam that Silver. Adam Silver was not having it. Yeah, somebody's like, hey, it's the highest scoring all-star game. And, like, and he, he's mortified. Mortified, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So Matt, And he immediately said things are about to change. Is that but, what he said? Uh, yeah, but what? What? That's why I'm asking you. I raised my hand. Right. It's well, a great point. How? The money's not working. You don't get any sort of one up if you win it. The money know, isn't isn't a factor. It's a great question. I don't know if anybody has a thought who watched it. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Dunk contest is terrible. Who's that little white boy that won again? <laughs> that little kid? Mac McClung. Yeah. Mac McClung. Did you watch any of it, Garrett? You were out of town. No, or? I was at a wedding, man. This yeah. was the best weekend for a wedding. I know. Because I could give the girlfriend and, and all of all her the friends, focus. all right. of her lady friends, all the attention. Yeah. No, Didn't Mac, have to be worried about anything else. J- Jalen Brown shows you why stars don't want to do it because I was embarrassed. Why they look very we unorganized. They look super unorganized. If you're even you trying watched to glance it day at day? it. Yeah, I watched it. I was not excited. I was not entertained. Um, and to say, like piggybacking off what Sandra's saying, it's just very unorganized. I thought like they just drug it out. It was just drug out for they, no they, reason. They are going to listen. It, I'm sorry. It's like what did we say about Rick Pitino earlier? Larry yeah. Bird is not coming through that door. Kevin McHale. Like 
let's be clear. The Michael Jordans, Dominique Wilkins, Clyde Drexler's, even Dwight Howard's, you know, uh, of the world in the dunk contest, those days are never coming right. back. Exactly right. And the fact, I just, I love the thought of, and I forget, I apologize. It was it was one of somebody on Charles Barkley's desk of the YouTubers that are doing these tricks yeah. with the no, dunks it, to think, have them I, come out. I, I can tell you this. The NBA, multi, multi-billion dollar uh, outfit, they're going to sit around in one of those rooms with really smart marketing folks, just like they tried to do uh, with um, how they're managing, what do we call it when players are sitting, load management? Oh, yeah. Making you play they're, they're, they're trying to make games before Christmas matter, hence the in-league uh, tournament. Tourney, and they're mm-hmm. going to sit around. And listen, the NFL's marketers are the most brilliant marketers in the world. They're as good as it gets in the business world. You think they figured out the Pro Bowl by having it in Orlando? And what are they doing? Flag football it's and skills. And, yeah. Like, there's certain things that just that ship has so sailed. So should you concede the weekend? Because you just absolutely say – this isn't working. We're actually going to give our guys off. No, and no, maybe, no, 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 no. Let me tell you, the Steph Curry and Sabrina Inescu yeah, three-point cool. was great. You know what they're going to do? They're going to lean into stuff like that. First of all, those two together in an interview was fantastic. They have mutual respect for each other. Somewhere along the way, they put up pictures of Sabrina not in her basketball uniform, and right. she is very she beautiful. Yep. She is dating the center for the Raiders. They are a hot couple, professional athlete. He went to Oregon. So all of a sudden now you've got this, oh, I'm paying attention to that. Right. She's really good. She almost she won the awesome. thing. She lost by three. Um, Dude, so, Steph Curry had to get hot to, to pull that off. That and was, did you see him? pre? He's like, I've never been more nervous than I am I know, right now. Like, uh, so it's really good. Scott in Atlanta, you're on Sports Radio 92.9. What do you got, Scott? Hey, Stakey, what's up, buddy? Hey, thanks for calling. Hey, listen, I couldn't agree with Sandra more that it's the skill competition stuff that people are more excited to watch. The other stuff is just brutal. Um, My one thought would be, what if they made the NBA Finals home court, you know, on the line or something really big like that? You know, first of all, it's way too big an advantage. I mean, it's – although you could argue the World Series was too, and they took that away. They stopped doing that. You you can't – Listen, some of those guys have no chance to sniff the finals, and you think they're going to, like, desperately try to win based on that? I mean, I understand the idea. but Now, listen, if you're on the Boston Celtics and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, it matters. If you're, uh, you know, uh, Jokic, it matters, right? Or some of those teams, I think they can make it. What matters to the NBA player? That's a great question. But, and I, maybe you start asking uh, them. What matters is just having fun that weekend. It's not about anything to do with winning that game. I mean, like zero. I watched the... I wonder uh, if they took it to somewhere like the Bahamar, and it was an all-out nice vacation for you and your family, and then you, you know... Yeah, but, but it I still mean, doesn't incentivize them to play. The, no, right. it's about highlighting the, the game. I watched the rookie game and the... Uh, well, I watched the celebrity game when Micah Parson was taking that thing damn seriously. And uh, what's his name? Puka on the... Uh, Puka Nakua. Dude. Dude, that kid was balling. Yeah. Ridiculous. So that was, like, that game was fun. The celebrity, I don't know, man. When we come back, there's a lot of stuff you. Uh, That's just sad. What you just said. Like, watch the rookie game. That listen, was. My good. life is kind of empty. No, I don't you know? mean you in general. My wife I mean, was out of town. NBA what problem. do you want me to watch? Hey, is the dynasty <laughs> as good as the last dancer? Am I looking at it from Tom Brady colored glasses? Why ACC basketball impressed and surprised me? 
and the National Hockey League wins. You want to talk about good marketers? Wait till you hear this story. We come back. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by visitmancavestore.com. Steak and Sandra on 92.9 The Game. Now more of the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Steak Shapiro, Sandra Golden. Thanks so much for being with us. Things I learned coming up in a few minutes. Hey, can we get that Trey Young cut ready, Garrett? We didn't mention uh, Trey Young, who Doc Rivers dissed pretty good. I mean, like, dude, you want to talk about, like, NBA coaches not showing love to our guy? I mean, Trey Young. So true. Played the least amount of minutes on the Eastern Conference. And at some point, um, he's asked about uh, trade rumors. Uh, it's, it's part of it. I mean, the best players in the game have all been traded. Uh, I mean, some of the few lucky ones have been blessed to be drafted in situations where they can win championships and, and it'll all be perfect for them. They can stay in that one situation forever. And that's, that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I want to do with Atlanta. Um, but who knows? It's, this is uh, it's a type of league where things change and that happens. But obviously my, my mindset is staying in Atlanta right now. And, uh, I don't get caught up in all the, the rumors and stuff. I, my contract is locked in for a couple of years, so I don't have a, very much say in it right now. So he says uh, the greatest players have all been traded, right? Um, he does say I'd like to stay in Atlanta. Listen, Trey Young is not going to play his entire career in Atlanta, Georgia, okay? Shaq didn't do it. LeBron didn't do it. Carl um, Malone didn't do it. Uh, let me just think. I don't know why I brought. I don't. Charles Barkley didn't do it. He was in four or five teams. Um, Dom, Dominique did not do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Shocking. The worst arrogant ever in history. Stan Cast and the most arrogant front office person of all time. Like embraced that he traded Dominique for Danny Manning, who then left. Like the 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 Larry Birds of the world. The Michael Jordan didn't do it. Are we idiots? Michael Jordan didn't do it. Right. Right. So. Um, I'm trying to think there is Bird and Kobe, right? Probably the two guys and Magic. So Bird, Magic, Kobe. Mm -hmm. Those are outliers, right? Think of the modern-day stars, the Kawhi Leonard's of the world. Now, would I be shocked if Giannis ever ended up somewhere? Probably, but that could happen at some point later on in his career. Jokic, right? But but Trey Young, it's just going to be fascinating like, you can't trade away your franchise, but yet where is your franchise, right? So think what I'm saying. You can't trade away the franchise, but what is the franchise? You're, the perception's you're, you're, reality. They're talking about trading Trey yes, after he was drafted in 2018. All right, so what, right? He's been here since 2018, I believe. Yeah, you and traded him for Luka Doncic. This is not the first year they've talked about the rumors of Trey's not going to be here right. a long time. But we were, I think, most talking about he doesn't want to be here. Quinn Snyder comes in to save the day, and we are worse off than yes, we were we are before. a play-in team that have already had our lottery picks. Lottery picked Andre Hunter. Lottery pick Trey Young. Uh, was uh, Inyeka Kongu was a lottery pick. John Collins was not, right? He was farther down in the draft. But, like, we've had our, our lotteries, our first rounder. Like, we gave away three for DeJounte. We traded I don't know, bro. It's going to be fascinating. It's, we'll talk about the dynasty in a second. This is why people get paid a lot of money. 
you know, decisions that change the course of history, like the decision, like we'll talk about in things I learned over the weekend. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. It's Monday, and it's time for Things I've Learned. A look back at the weekend on The Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, The Cave. Cloudy Saturday morning. I told you I have two very close friends, both whose kids go to Clemson. They're both from the Northeast. They both are in town to see their kids some kind of Clemson weekend. My wife was out of town in Nashville. Uh, Bobby was out with his crew, and I was like, I'm just going to go to Clemson. I'm going to spend the day in Clemson, South Carolina, check into the Best Western Plus and uh, over on uh, Clemson, uh, what's it called, Tiger Drive or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take— Easy drive, easy to get to. Oh, yeah, two mm-hmm. hours. Two right. hours. Two hours. Two hours. Uh, and I'm going to go to a basketball game at Little John Coliseum, where I have never been before. And I just could not believe—I literally walked up to the box office— and I was like, I just need one ticket. They all had seats at the very, very far back of the stadium. And the ticket guy's like, we're out of tickets, man. Sorry. I was like, bro, bro, <laughs> hold on a second. You Sold don't... out at Little John. Were they playing Duke? Uh, were they playing UConn? They're I mean, what was NC going on? They're playing NC State. Well, yeah. It's and a I'm blue, like, one of the, one of the blue, ACC. Tobacco yeah. Row rivalries, mm-hmm. but they're not on Tobacco Row, Clemson. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, bro. You know, you say, that, go back and look, look a little harder, right? I was like. Just get me in the building. I don't care. I'm just going to be hanging out, walking around, whatever. I got a ticket for $33. Done. Sold. Right? Okay. Uh, I just couldn't believe the size of the crowd. I was incredibly impressed with just the energy of a building on a Saturday night, a sleepy Saturday night in February. NC State comes back and beats them. They're both 7-7 and teams. They both probably, neither one's going to the tourney. I just said ACC basketball must be alive and well, and I don't know about it because, uh, it was just a fun exp- experience. We went out to the bars at Clemson. I'm uh, I'm shocked to hear you say that. I thought you were going to just say like, oh, no, that place. No, I was I was impressed with Little yeah. John. And just and that's it, no shaming Clemson fans. I it's been like a mini years. Athens is what Clemson is to me. Just a smaller version of Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, super fun. Where'd you eat? I, let's not talk about that. Oh, yeah, that was. We were. Let's just say that there was somebody with us that was a freshman of college up in Boston and she wasn't going to IDs are tough at Clemson so we had to go where she could get in because her brother works as a bouncer there and I said to my buddy I can't eat at this place it was called Backstreets I think it was called fun place what was it nice burgers bar. chicken fingers all that let's stay positive okay let's I'm stay, sorry I'm let, sorry you had to go let's to Clemson stay positive. To you know what was positive um on Sunday the whole family got together because Sophie is obsessed with Tom Brady. For her birthday, we all watched The Dynasty, episodes one and two. Ten episodes are going to drop. The first three episodes are just the first season. Like, I don't know what they're doing the next 20 years of that right, run. Right, But But they're not even through season one yet. Right. What do you think? Like, you're, you I first thought, two, you loved I thought it was it. brilliant filmmaking. Like, of course, I know all the stories, but it's just you have to educate people that don't follow or care for New England. Like, that first season was fascinating that Drew Bledsoe almost died on the field, right? And the amount of people that they interview in any documentary, when you interview 81 people, mm-hmm. Tom Brady's sister, Tom Brady's mom, the surgeon and mass general that operated on Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe's wife, who was pissed when this was happening, mm-hmm. that where Tom Brady was living like a 23-year-old in a classic, if anybody's from Boston, like, you know that house. In like a tiny little basement with short ceilings, a pool table, uh, uh, like a man cave, 
where he's pudgy, drinking beers, pot, like his life to go from that to where it is, and the decision Belichick made to say, Bledsoe, you're done. He's the biggest hero in New England Patriots history, and they just benched him. I learned a lot, and you certainly, you are in this 100%, but me and husband sat down to watch it. It was fantastic. I think everybody's going to like it. Number one, I did not remember the history with Belichick and Cleveland, and he did the same thing to Bernie Kosar. I did not remember that Great at all. Great backstory. The Drew Bledsoe getting benched part in my head, I didn't remember how hit and how violent that was. But also, I didn't remember that Drew Bledsoe came back fairly quickly from that in terms of, yeah. like, and Week it was nine. not a question of, of watching Drew Bledsoe have to go in there. Tom Brady's right beside him. Tom Brady's going to be the starter for the rest of the year. Right. So now he's got, I just, Great point. I was like, so oh, my, kids, my God. Yeah, my, my daughter, who is not a big sports fan, Nola, and then Bobby doesn't know the stories. And my wife was like, they dissed that guy so hard. They're making Bledsoe do these interviews. But Brady was not great either. That's the other part that I was thinking, oh, he came in and must have saved the day. No, he was mediocre yep. at best. They lost the game. Scott Pio- All the picks against when they played St. Louis. Yes. He was not great. Scott Pioli, he was 5-3. and three. After the game against the St. Louis, and then they didn't lose again all year. Scott Pioli's been on the show before. He's like, Drew Bledsoe was a statue. Scott Pioli is all over this, I, the first over. two. He He's was, like, that guy was a statue. We had figured that out. They were ready to bench him. That's what nobody really knew until this. And Did that regime draft him? Uh, No. They did not. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So Bill when, Parcells drafted okay, him. Okay, that's, right? that's important he was, to And know. he was also seven years into his career. And Belichick's first year with Bledsoe, he was 5-11. and 11. So there was no love loss. But you're right. Like, how do you decide to go with Brady in that situation? So that makes more sense. Bill Belichick, here's my other question for you. I am shocked he agreed to do this because he makes no bones about he's not thrilled to be there oh doing God. the interviews. Worst, worst uh, body language. Garrett, have you seen it yet? You're a day-day? Well, watch Belichick. I'm watching it tonight. I'm watching it tonight. It, it's, That's so one of my it's only 40 minutes, the episode's. What did you Bel- think of what Tom Brady was wearing and how he was sitting in the chair? Oh, he was so handsome. I mean, he looked amazing. His hair looked great. I just couldn't believe what he looked like 20 years ago. Like, I, that Who guy- is that left him that apartment? Was it Ty Law? Was it- yeah, but how about the guys he's living with? It's not even in the- and that-, that guy probably played one year in the league and sure. him and Brady. I'll talk about Brady always going out with the offensive lineman and pounding beers. Mm-hmm. Something Giselle put an end to. I promise you that. Like, he was just a regular guy living in, like, a Foxborough, you know, house. Drinking beers on the weekends, this pudgy little, not pudgy, he wasn't pudgy, but he's like. He's he, pudgy. He yeah. was man bod when he was right, 22. Right, dad, like bod, he did dad, not, bod. dad bod, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's very entertaining. It, it was, it's great. For yeah. the storytelling. Yeah. I love great film. I love great art. And and, and, they, and imagine entertainment. So this is Ron Howard's company that they's EP'd this whole deal. Wow. And so if you get into the, uh, go read about that I'm and why to. they even took it on. So Yeah, massive undertaking. Alright, uh, let's give NHL kudos. They had their stadium games this weekend. Rangers Islanders played Saturday. Was this yesterday, Devils? Sa- no, this was Saturday oh, as well. Sa- okay. MetLife Stadium. It was Philadelphia against New Jersey. So the first thing you see is the Classic. bus pull up. Philadelphia is getting off the bus first, and this is what you hear. They have it playing as all the fans are there screaming, and they all get off the bus dressed like Rocky That's Balboa so cool. as he's running up. That's the, so cool. Yeah, phenomenal. With the gray sweats? Yeah, the gray sweats. Everybody's even got the towel around the neck I one by it. one by one. I but wait, it. hold my beer, because now they pan to New Jersey and getting off the bus. 
The headline was, woke up this morning, we got ourselves a game. And they all get off that the bus. Awesome. Hair is greased back. That is Dressed awesome. like everybody in The Sopranos with those track suits. I, I don't know how I missed this. It was my favorite thing I saw. Look at the smiles. Garrett and Day Day and Steak. It's phenomenal. We're all like, that's how you don't take yourself too seriously. You're in on the what joke. Do you, honestly, you think they got a makeup person or like a hair person that like met beforehand to get them all to do the grease look and the whole thing or just uh, coached them up? It's so funny because my one of my closest girlfriends is the um, huge, NHL huge communication NHL. director, PR yeah. director. So I've texted her. I go, you win the day. This is the greatest thing. So, so I want to talk to her about how this comes about because it's become a thing. Everybody kind of dressing up. How they up. get off the bus. Yeah. You know, that's called selling the bit. Like, just sell it. Be in on it right? and be, be in all on it. it. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. And the NBA has got a bunch of guys who won't do anything in that game, right? NHL, good. God bless. Anyways, good stuff, Sandy. That's things I learned. When we come back, play some three strikes. We'll talk a little Braves baseball. First day of workouts. I think you'll have fun. Sports Radio 929 The Game. In honor of Black History Month. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Pet 41 on your most entertaining, or at least shortest, sports talk radio show. Steak and Sandra on a Tuesday morning. Rusty Manziel back in here Wednesday. Sandy holding down the floor with us Thursday You got Drew Friday. Thursday. Oh, Drew Yeah, Thursday. I'll be back on Friday. Mm-hmm. Wow. You got the full gamut of so the fun. So you're basically telling me, as a journalist, journalist, you need three different co-hosts and three different yeah, days. Yeah, it keeps you sharp. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I want to stay go. sharp. Oh, it's our big game of the night. Um, when's the NBA back? Like in a Thursday, month? Thursday, the, most God. of the league, uh, Hawks How? have tr- Toronto Friday night if you want to go. That's a long break. Mm-hmm. That is a long break. Uh, big game of the night. I don't know. UConn, have you watched UConn basketball day day at all? Yeah, I've, I got a chance to watch them once so they're, far this they, season. They're great. Dude, they're so loaded. Yeah, they are. They are number one, one, one. Like, Houston's nice. Arizona's nice. Purdue's nice. Did you see Houston this weekend? Hey, hey. Houston goes to the Big 12. Everybody's like, now you're going to step up. And they're dominating the Big yeah. 12, right? Yeah. So. And it's funny because Texas was trying, or the, the fans were like, just uh, giving Texas a hard time, like, right. bye-bye, you're going to the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> right. They whooped them. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's our big game then? All right, big game tonight, of course, brought to you by John Foy. UConn taking on Creighton. Uh, this is a top team, top 15 matchup. Of course, UConn at number one, Creighton number 15. I will say, though, uh, in the first matchup, UConn put it on Creighton pretty big. So uh, not knowing. I mean, you never know what could happen. All right. Well, thank you. That's our big game of the night. Danny Hurley has it going on um, at UConn. Wow. They did a great piece on him. Was it real sports or was it the whole Danny Hurley living in his brother's shadow, his dad's shadow and all that, and to see what he has done is phenomenal at Connecticut. A lot of Connecticut basketball fans out there. And we should mention South Carolina women's undefeated number one playing Georgia. I turn it on ABC live on Saturday or Sunday was, I mean, they had prime time South Carolina, half hour pregame, prime time ABC, South Carolina women's basketball, and, and Georgia's up by seven at the half. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, Georgia must be good this year. I look it up. No, they're two and nine in the league, like last place, and they're beating South Carolina. That's uh, phenomenal. Until they weren't. But anyway. Until they weren't. You ready for our three strikes? Gonna yes, sir. Mention something real quick about Justin Fields. All right, our three strikes questions. A player your team traded that actually made you happy, right? Oh. Not the old one, which is 
what's the trade that bummed you out the most, right? And everyone calls and says Dale Murphy, and then they call and say Dominique, and then they call and say, you know, in Dave Justice for Kenny Lofton, whatever. What's a player that was traded that it made you happy? Like okay. Cam Reddish, who was kind of a bum, in my opinion. And they traded him to the Knicks. And then the Knicks were like, he is kind of a bum. And they traded him to the Lakers. And the Lakers will do the same. Cam Reddish, oh, sorry, a player that your team traded and made you happy. Great small town to visit. I was at Clemson over the weekend. And your favorite movie series in honor of Rocky. So mine would be easy if it wasn't for one small issue. The, th- the third Godfather. Ah. One was phenomenal. Two was better maybe than one. I just watched it the other day. But Godfather 3, Andy Garcia, Sofia Coppola. Mm. Uh, if Bo was here, he'd tell you the number one series would be this, right? That's a good one. Star Wars? I'm a massive Star Wars nerd, so I can, I'll wear this one. I'll wear this one. What's the... I asked Bo the order. What's your order? So, actually, I, I, I lived films. this. I lived this, like, a couple of months ago. And so the order to watch it in... It should be one, two, three, four, five, six. Because my girlfriend, she had never seen Star Wars yes. before. And so I watched it four, five, six, one, two, three. Ruined the whole thing for her. And I shouldn't have done it that way. So in hindsight, you one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Like, not when they were made. Exactly. Where the story is. Exactly. How about you, Dave? Yeah, that, well, for anyone that's not onto the Star Wars world, yeah, that's the best way to watch it. But for me, uh, But it episode- wasn't one, two, three, not. That good? Oh, they no, were no, no. no so, they weren't that great. It just depends. It depends. They were okay. It's my generation. That's it's his my generation. generation. That's all. Yeah. It's like uh, the 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 nerds at my office that freak out about Game of Thrones <laughs> last season. <laughs> I mean, they lose their mind. That's There's funny. a lot of nerd talk. This was a great theme song, so we thought that we'd play it. But uh, Jurassic Park was uh, nicely done. Yeah. Over the years, mm-hmm. and we said the only reason we pick them is because of the song. The song, there we go. Great theme song. Decent series. Raiders, no. You know what's a great one? Terminator. Okay. Terminator, first two. One's as good as, two's as good as. Harry Potter, phenomenal effort. Um, So, we mentioned Indiana Jones. Mission Mission Impossible. That's a good one. Really good. So, those are three strikes questions. Good job. Uh, player your team traded and made you happy. Great small town to visit and favorite movie series. You ever heard of Gloucester? Gloucester, Massachusetts? I have not. Mm-hmm. Gloucester. That's uh, the fishing town. Really nice. Uh, best fried clams anywhere. Right on the water. It's a, um, a, very, it's a fishing village. Um, so I'll put that as a great example of a great small town to visit. If you're ever up in New England, okay. Gloucester would be one of those towns. Greenville becoming too big a city to call a small town? It's a, yeah, I think it is. It's not a small town anymore, right? I don't think so either. Okay. Like, Asheville's not a small town. Right. right. Yeah. It's, it's crossed over. Mm-hmm. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. What do you have on Justin Fields? Well, the New York Post is now in a deep dive into is Justin Fields unfollowing the Chicago Bears on Instagram. Thus, you know, when couples start unfollowing each uh, other, yeah, it's a sure sign of a breakup. Yep. 
Uh, the window is open, though, to trade by like it could be done before the new year. They got to be on March 13th. He, here's so. the problem. They're un- by the way, they're not sure if he ever followed him. So unless you know for sure that he actually followed the team, this yeah. is not a story. What is a bigger story, Falcon fans, is that Jacksonville has found the loophole to. Okay, the deal is if they extend Calvin Ridley, we get an additional second round pick from them. We get a third now. But we would get a second instead of that third. The loophole is, if I'm explaining this correctly, if they hold off to re-sign him until after the new league year begins on March 13th, yeah. you don't have to give him the second. So I find this crazy. You have that, Garrett, as well? Yeah, well, I mean, but then he's also a uh, an Unre- open free agent. Unrestricted. An unrestricted well, you're free agent. You're playing a game of cat and mouse, mm-hmm. but if the agent says, like, We'll we'll do this because it's better for the team. So what do we get? A third rounder in that case? I mean, there's some you get compensation. a third round. You okay. get a third round no matter what. But the other part of this is if they choose to extend him, the fine print says the extension is a contract. You know, if you you tag him, excuse me, it's an extension. So just keep your eye on that. It's the windows open. Here's now. what I would say: they're going to hold off so long on Justin Fields because they want to understand the market. Mm-hmm. So I just think that, that it's going to be hard to get a deal done. I, I just don't see that happening quickly. Um, they're drafting Caleb Williams. I mean, they're not going to – they're not passing. Like, the storyline I was following, though, is that there's no real urgency to give up, Justin. What if you keep them both? Right. You're paying your – you know, you've got – you're in salary cap heaven right now. I don't know. Do you want a second – couple of second rounders? You got to hold on to them? Mm-hmm. How about just keep building your team? It is going to be fascinating. Let's fill the lines up. 404-726-0929. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tommy in Lost Mountain, a player your team traded that made you happy. I'm not necessarily a fan of the team, but I really love the players. Matthew Stafford, very happy to see he got traded to L.A. and off pretty quickly. A uh, great small town to visit. Rome, Georgia. Rusty Rocks. Uh, I totally agree. Rome's a That's very a cool one. town. Favorite movie series in honor of the Rocky stuff earlier, Sandra. That's why we did it. Yep. Uh, only two parts so far, but I think they're making a third. At least they have a script for the third. Is Nicolas Cage in those National Treasure movies? Okay. I can watch those anytime. Right. Uh, I like the history. I like the knowledge. I like it's fantastical, but just you know, it's fun. Good. Appreciate the call. Well done. Mm-hmm. Hey, Scotty, uh, give me a player your team traded that made you happy. Um, I'm going to say Tom Brady from New England because, I mean, New England's my team, but I don't like the way that they did him towards the end. So I'm happy Tom Brady got a chance to leave and really cement his own uh, legacy. Great small town to visit. Uh, I would say um, Helen, Georgia. Well, another that, that's a nice place to that's, visit. That's perfect. Well done, sir. Favorite movie series? Movie series? Um, I'm a horror film person, so maybe the old school Nightmare on Elm Street or okay. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, yeah. Xavier and Gwinnett. Hey, uh, favorite player traded? Yeah. I'm a part to say uh, Matt Ryan, not best quarterback in franchise history, just it was it was past time to. Okay, so you were happy when Matt Ryan got traded. Okay, uh, great mm-hmm. small town to visit. Uh, does Boca Raton count? I feel like that's pretty small. Boca. Okay. <laughs> Favorite movie series. Bad Boys. Thanks, buddy. 
Cute. Thank you, by the way, for saying Boca. We appreciate it. Boca. Boca. Oh, it's a Boca. nice town. We've got some wonderful restaurants. Awesome. Uh, I think he just said Matt Ryan was done. We was happy to. So that, that gave us Marcus Mariota and um, what's his name? Desmond Ritter. Sorry. That's, I mean, this dude literally just, you want to talk about the ultimate disrespect. A player that I was happy to see traded. The greatest player in the history of the franchise, right? And that's the guy. Oy. I mean, for the love of. Anyway, good job, guys. Thanks for helping that segment. We'll say it to Andy and Randy coming back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.